Welcome, 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 people, to On Deck with Tony and Ken, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. This is episode 23. What's good, Tony? Um, do you know what? I uh, First off, I want to get into it. Uh, like to apologize for last week. Um, we didn't have an episode out. It would have been this would have been episode 23. Uh, unfortunately, I had some family's issues to deal with. So, um, with that and a combination of a few personal issues, I thought it was best to kind of for the betterment of my own sanity, maybe take the break. The worst thing I could do is like get on the uh, show and just do a lazy bad job, like not really care. And very much so, I didn't care. Uh, but I'm a lot better this week. Um, also, I'm getting ready to go away next week, but there still will be a show, you know, all things permitted and Ken's available. There'll still be a show next week as well. Uh, but yeah, yep. I'm, I'm good. I'm great. I'm fantastic. Ken, how you doing? Yeah, man. All good, all good. It's been a very, very rainy week, mm-hmm. which has been, um, oddly enough, didn't affect anything because we are still in our, we're still unrolling, uh, unveiling the uh, the rollout for uh, uh, leaving our lockdown yeah. or returning to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, certain things like my school allowing teachers to not, people don't have to wear masks around school as much okay. because enough people have been vaccinated, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I'm still going to be wearing my mask right. because certain things, I'm not, I'm not trying to call out anyone, right. but certain things are happening around the school. So I'm just going to be, yeah, I'll, I'll be wearing my mask. I get it. But you know, besides that, besides that, I'm, I'm good, man. That's like, good. No, nothing major happening besides the weather, but you know, psh, yeah, um, I'm not like you. I'm not, I'm not traveling anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you got me thinking because when you told me that, I'm thinking, all right, maybe I need to book a place and just. I say go for it, man. I, I think it's one of those ones. Um, we uh, there's a lot of people restless about the idea, like you know, I want to go on holiday. I haven't been on holiday. I want to go somewhere abroad. It's just it's just not there yet for us. You were still on lockdown, and people are finding their way to scam the system and get abroad. I know, like at least three, four people in Ghana right now. That should not be in Ghana, but they're in Ghana right now. Um, I don't know what's popping in Garden, but shout out to Ghana. Apparently, things are lit over there. Um, Apparently so. Yeah. So I think to myself, you know, if you can't necessarily get abroad to the place that you want to because it hasn't hit the green list or the amber list, uh, for people that don't know, we've had a um, a brief from our prime minister and the you know people in charge telling us there's going to be a a green list, uh, amber list, and a red list. Or places that we're allowed to go to and not allowed to go to. So, uh, from the top of my head, I know Portugal was green, and I think places like uh, is it Croatia? I got a friend that's got family in Croatia. Uh, that's on the amber list. So that's just up to my, uh, top of my head. But um, do you know? Do you know what I found is interesting about all what's this? What's that? Is that uh, a lot? Well, people from maybe people that we know, but people from this country. There's a lot in this country. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that you can do in this country. Of and I think people just get um, very excited about what happens outside the country. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'd love to go to Asia. Oh, I'd love to go to America. I'd love to go to... There's a lot of places in England that people don't even know about right. that are probably uh, um, beautiful. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ever been to um, up north, man, like, there's some really, really nice spots. Yeah. Um, going down uh, uh, southwest of England. Yeah. You know, Truro and everything, like going towards the coast, mm-hmm. like Brighton. Brighton's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many different things in, in England that people could do that. And it'll be cheaper yeah. than booking up flights and going, doing madnesses well, and then avoiding potential issues. Like it's that. relatively cheaper. Like, so I'm going to be going to to, tour, relatively to cheaper, Torquay, yeah. right? And our, our train ticket is about um, £100 to get to Torquay. 
um bear in mind it's like you know you hear somewhere like Turkey, like ken th- thought i was saying turkey in a in a funny way which wasn't the case it is Turkey. <laughs> i thought you was um, so why are you being weird it's bro? in the i think it's in the southeast of england uh i'm looking forward to it um yeah. i'm actually gonna be headed there tomorrow uh, but yeah, no, for, for everybody out there that's a bit restless, explore the area that you're in, whether it's, you know, the country itself or just your town, your town itself. If you've got hotels available, book yourself a nice little hotel and just have a staycation, you know, treat yourself, pamper yourself. It's been a trying, you know, year and a bit. Um, we need to take care of our mental health, our physical selves and prosper, you know, that's what we can do. Um exactly exactly so when you actually go to these places make sure you actually go out and see some places right. and relax and and don't just sit up in a hotel watching netflix no. which is a lovely segue to some of the things that we're going to be talking yes. about today um because there are a couple of things on netflix that had dropped yes and the last couple of weeks or even just recently that you know you shouldn't be watching on holidays yes. but it's great to watch you know as you roll into the weekend like me and tony did yes for example, the first thing we are going to talk about before we get into that, love. Ken, I wanted to talk about Ooh, a right, couple right. of news items, right? Uh, first oh, off, um, since we are on a podcast platform, um, it's one of those ones. It's like every Tom, Dick, and Harry has got a podcast right now. You know, everybody thinks that they got something special to say, and you know what? I didn't know your name was Dick. I'm saying, like, you know, my middle name is Richard. I shorten it to Dick. You know. Um, right, right, I've been right. told I, I have a PhD, you know, after I got my diploma. Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> so there's a there's a news item I wanted to talk about specifically is in regards to other podcasts. Uh, one specifically that I'm a big fan of, and this is not a plug for the podcast. This is not promotion, but I think it's worth talking about because it talks about um, the idea of friendship and business. So for all any of you out there that's familiar with the Job Bottom po- a podcast, uh, whether you've been keeping up with it, like that podcast is essentially imploded on itself. And this is not me throwing shade on anybody because I'm a big fan of all of them on that show. Uh, but let me break it down to you, Ken. So, um, I, Ken, you probably haven't watched the podcast yourself or listened to it, but it's essentially it's Joe Budden, uh, one of his friends called Mark. Yeah, Pardon? I've caught a, a few snippets. You've caught there. a few no, snippets. I think I've listened to one or two. One or two. Okay, yeah. so you got Joe Budden, you got Ma, and you got Rory, right? And for the longest time, they seem like affable, good friends, good-natured ban- bantering and stuff. And they mostly focus on, you know, current music, right? They 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 semi-critique, give their vibes on the industry and stuff. Now, in the last few months, well, I say weeks really, but the last few months. There's been a kind of a schism um, for you, for any of you that don't know what the word schism, look it up, educate yourself. But there's been a schism, a strife, a uh, <laughs> detanglement, as some might say, uh, between them three. Ooh. So uh, what happened was um, at some point there was a kind of dispute between two of them. Right. So you had Rory, who's, uh, you know, um, he's, he's like our age, he's like 30 something. Right. Um I think he's the youngest out of all of them. He was asked to uh, not show up on the next show. So um, essentially, like, Joe Budden said, like, hey, don't show up. And he re- he replaced Rory and Maul with other guys. And the show kind of went on. Then they got back together and they kind of divulged that. It was kind of friends having a falling out. Some disrespectful things were said. Um, Joe Budden made them feel like they were nothing more than employees that they didn't matter he is the show he is the business but they kind of squashed that because they recognized that they got a good product 
until fast forward to today where I discover that <clears throat> Rory on in the middle of a recording, Ken, was fired off of the show. Like he was put in his place to say, like, you are nothing more than an employee. You right now you are in breach, and I'm paraphrasing to ways so you can actually hear the recording. But right now you are in breach of your contract and you are therefore fired off of the Joe Budden podcast. And like And this is Joe Budden telling This him. is Joe Budden telling Rory directly on air. On air, middle of recording. This is not pre-recording. This is not post-recording. This is mid-recording. This is right in flegato, if that's a real world, real world. But I just made it up. Fuck it. It works. Um, but right in the middle of it, he's like, yeah, now you're fired. Get out. You're done. Peace. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Like, <laughs> there, was no, there was no chill about it. And obviously... Wow. I've been waiting and stuff wow. to see like what's really good, what's going on, what's the cause of this. Uh Marl eventually Marl and Rolly actually do their recording, which they, they release it on Vimeo, which is interesting, right? Vimeo. Vimeo, right? And I think <laughs> what? and they charge two dollars for a download. Oh no, no. Do you know what? I'm gonna wait for the bootleg. <laughs> but like so they, they break it down and I, I got I got the cliff notes off of YouTube and it's right. essentially Joe Budden from so Joe Budden's done his side. I haven't delved deep onto Joe Budden's side specifically, but all is this has happened because of business reasons, right? So one side wants to feel like they're being heard, and also it's like, hey, we've seen certain discrepancies with the money. We therefore feel like we should be brought into that. Joe Budden's like, nah, B, this is my show. You lot are just kind of here by the pleasure of me. Right? Don't worry about the auditing. Don't worry about the the finances. Don't worry about the expenses. That's on me. This is my show. It's called the Joe Budden podcast, not the Joe Budden and Friends podcast. This is not the Rory show. This is not the Mal contingency. This is my thing, right? And they come up on the other yeah. side saying like, yeah, no, that's a bit of a madness because like it's not really about the money. It's about respect and you disrespecting us right now. And I, I, I could. It's one of those ones I can see it both sides, right? Joe Budden feels like yeah, he's yeah. risking more, whereas the other guys are saying, like, now we are all in this together. Like your thing wasn't popping before us. You was doing your thing, but it weren't really a thing until we came on board. And you need to respect that and respect us. And why I think I wanted to bring that up, I wanted I wanted to kind of get a sense of like you and me, right? We've been close for for a very long time, probably like 10 years, right? Tony, Tony, I, I, I'm about to reveal, reveal something. So we, we fire each other from the show. We fire each other. It's like you we, fired and I'm fired. We just fired. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think, man. I'm trying to figure out where this is going. <laughs> but it's just like, do you, what's your opinion on that? Like, what's your vibe on that? Like, do you, do you, where well, do you sit on that? Automatically, the minute I heard that there was an issue with the show and then there's... Joe Budden is is he 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 annoys me. In what way? <laughs> like he's mad entertaining. Like he annoys me because he's he's very abrasive, mm -hmm. and sometimes he's unnecessarily confrontational right. um, for towards people. And you know, I'm a very peaceful guy. I'm a, I'm a very chilled out mm -hmm. guy. Like if someone's giving me that kind of energy, it's kind of like that's so unnecessary. We can have a regular conversation without people getting all like ten and eleven out of right. ten. Um, so, but once again, I, I respect the hustle. I respect what he's yeah. doing. So I'm, I'm not necessarily mad at him in that aspect too tough. Um, the one thing that I realized, the, like five seconds into this, I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Like it's that kind of abrasive nature of mm -hmm. him that came into it. 
And if you mix that with money, yes. bro, we all know about Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Right? Why did Pablo Escobar uh, 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 fail? It's not because America figured it out. It's not because the government figured it out. It's because money. Yes. Because money started getting played mm. with. Right? Someone was playing with the money. Someone, like, maybe he was going a bit crazy and he was uh, cutting people off. So people betraying him because he wasn't keeping the deal sweet. Mm-hmm. Maybe he killed the wrong person, whatever, whatever. But he messed up somewhere with the money or something happened with the ecosystem of how things are meant to run, mm-hmm. which led to people just getting in their getting in their feelings or, or whatever. Yeah. So just like you said, it's two-sided. I, and I agree. From the friend side, it's kind of like, you know, Tony, even if we had something between mm-hmm. us uh, and we was annoyed at each other, which we have, we've had been in, in certain instances a bit annoyed at each other. I don't think we've fine. never we've ever you know, been like annoyed at each other. I feel like we've had a no, dissonance no, of that. opinions it, and like we 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 rather be wrong and strong. Like one of us is right, we don't know who yeah. it is, but at that moment in time, it's like rather than say, "Hey, do we disagree?" We rather be wrong and strong. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. and that that's because we have a mutual respect for right. each other. Like when when another grown man that you've helped, you know, is in your face and onto you about like nah 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 you're you're nothing blah blah mm-hmm. blah or like disrespectful, it, it it cuts deep especially when someone's been rocking with you from 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 day right. dot, and and maybe that's how they feel. At the same time, yes, it is true. It is Joe Bunner's name on the tin yeah. of the product, so it's kind of like yo, if they get replaced, if they get axed from the show boy then then joe biden more more or less will be okay like they, they they're not sta- I, I don't think that they're you know stakeholders or, uh, or, or they they have any stake in the mm-hmm. show except getting a pay getting cut a paycheck right. but i feel like if money is an issue maybe something happened with the money it's been inconsistencies mm-hmm. but people don't care about inconsistencies as long as they're getting paid mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean like maybe they didn't get a bonus that they were expecting right. and then like yo yo what's going on with the numbers I thought it was good yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a podcast it's not a, an actual show that we pay for and pe- when you start asking questions about those things uh, um, and you start getting worried yeah. and the person that is telling you don't, uh, don't be worried is actually being disrespectful on top right. of that you kind of want to push harder you want to investigate yeah. but best believe look at all the footballers wives look at all the drug dealers wives that they that don't care about what's going mm-hmm. on because their money ain't affected right. their lifestyle isn't affected but the minute something starts to become problematic, then people start asking questions. Mm, mm. And I think that's exactly what's going on. So someone's not being entirely honest with the numbers and, you know, add a little bit of Joe Budden's, you know, abrasive nature yeah. into it. And, you know, we have this in front of us where it's heated up to where pride and ego it's proper, becomes it's, a centre, which therefore explodes. It's proper heated up, like, you know... I'm 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 yeah. I'm seeing like obviously everybody's doing their thing piece on it because there's a lot of people that are fans of this product. I'm I I I kind of I'm a fan as well and normally I wouldn't speak on other people's stuff especially us being you know a lot smaller but I thought it was less about the business side as well about the friendship side but he's going wild and talking about like and they mentioned this on their kind of rebuttal to to him so it's, there's been a bit of a back and forth they released a video then he released a video reacting to their video then there's the reaction to the reaction of the reaction um but he's coming off as like if you lot try to do your own podcast i will sue you and i'm like my dude you just fired the guy what like <laughs> i i don't know i for all i know rory did sign a non-compete but that's that's some pettiness right there and not on to Oh, that's super petty. Not only that, and I didn't actually catch the episode of the Joe Budden podcast, but from Mars' reaction because he's watched it, he's saying like they he's made it out like as if 
when they first became friends, like Joe's Joe on his show has made it out like he was homeless and bummy, and Joe came in, swooped in like Captain Saberho, brought him into his house, fed him, clothed him. See how disrespectful that is. You that is that, that is that is mad disrespectful. <laughs> And like, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm the biggest Joe Budden fan. Like, I, I listen to all his music. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pump it up fan. Like, I'm talking about way back his first album. I messed with his first album, Focus. Um, you know, pump it up. Um, you know, there's some holes in this house. Like that, Joe. You know that that I didn't really listen to anything past the 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 first album. I do I do remember he released. I don't know if it was a single or. A, an EP called F Def Jam because obviously he hasn't he wasn't happy with Def Jam but like the there's a there's a common theme when it comes to like Joe Budden is I'm I'm worth everything I'm worth more than you I'm worth more than you I'm just worth everything and you lot better recognize that and all of you lot don't mean nothing to me because I'm worth everything and you lot are kind of just there like he he gives the vibe and I could be completely misconstruing you know who he is and i don't want to be you know defaming people but he gives the vibe of like he truly believes that the world is his own personal construct he is living in his own simulation and everybody else is a non-player character and we just we exist as npcs to just give him quests like everything we do like you look at you know the interactions between him Maul, and and rory it's some like, oh no, this is this is my RPG right now. Like, give me the quest. Like, give give, give me the quest. Yeah. And any gold I get from it, it's like, it's funny, right? You think about video games, right? You get a quest from a character, and your 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 non-player characters, like you know, your what's the what's the word when you kind of got your own team? There's a the specific RPG word for that. What squad? Squad. It's camp, or you know, it's something like that. But your 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 oh, crew, party, your party, man. right? But it's like you know, in 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 real life, as I say, real life. But like, you know, like things like Lord of the Rings, they go on a quest. You know, it's fantasy stuff. Once they hit the quest marker, they're sharing the loot. But when have you ever played something like The Wish Witcher, where you've or anything like that, where you've done it with more than one, you know, character? You don't you don't share the loot. It's all on you, right? You see, you see yeah. that gold pop up on your screen, and that's it because you are paying the simulation and you are the main character, whereas everybody else is an NPC. And I think there's certain people in the world, Joe Budden included, that come with that energy, and in his mind, he yeah. think he thinks it's Big D energy, but in reality, it's 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 kind of a, a high level narcissism which is unfortunate but i want to finish that topic in saying that when it comes to me and you if we ever get reached the point with this platform that we have you know whether we venture out into things like a, a patreon i'm i'm okay to say this right now um and this is like a record of proof just in case i change my mind and do take you to court you can use this as evidence but right now i'm saying it's like <laughs> me and you it's like this is 50 50 right even if we make a pounder for this i'm taking 50 then i'm t giving you 50 like then you know if i break into your house and take that 50p back i didn't break my promise i did actually give you the 50 you just <laughs> you you criminal you just <laughs> failed to keep it in your wallet but no like for me for the truth it's like my friendship with you comes first and if there was ever to be kind of like kind of like an ending 
of that respect between me and you because of the show. I rather shut down the show, split the equity off of the show, whatever it is worth, and say like, all right, the business side didn't work. Let's go our separate ways business wise, but I still mess with you as a friend because I would I couldn't do that stuff that Joe's the buttons doing is like, like I right, you get you lot you lot are my friends get off the show I'm just gonna replace you with thing one and thing two that's mad that's mad corny that's mad disrespectful yeah yeah with with, with this whole situation uh, it does help you appreciate <laughs> where 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 you have things in your life that are actually going yeah. good for example like us with this podcast um, and I keep telling people especially uh, about us is that. The reason why there isn't any friction between us is because we've found every opportunity to make this whole process as easy and seamless as possible. Yep. And I think we've got to that point where, you know, I think we um, delayed one day before and then we uh, did it on a Monday mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't an issue. No. We just boom, done. Like we, we did it as if it was we nothing. We got it done. Um, it is not, it's not stressful. And I know other people that have tried to start podcasts where they had a lot of numbers <laughs> or they want to do fancy, fancy stuff. And, you know, they, they, they didn't quite uh, uh, make it through yeah. where episode two hasn't even dropped. We will not um, name names. And that's more... Huh? Who's naming names? We will not oh, name oh, names. Jeff, names in your mind. <laughs> oh, never mind then. But what I'm trying to say is, I, I think the, the, the dynamic comes from not just mutual respect, but a understanding of how things should yeah. work. Because at one point between Joe Budden and his boys, there was a disconnect of how this is meant to yeah. run. Either it was on them that that, uh, that didn't understand that, yo, you lot are technically employees, mm. or it was on his side that he realized that, oh, the only reason I'm where yeah. I am is because of the love and dedication and, and loyalty that my boys yeah. had. And there was and that there was and that's where the friction is. There was a disconnect to what is expected from this. Was, I I like dude, to there think was some wild stuff, stuff bro, now. Like he was straight up saying it's like when yeah. you lot come back from this break that we're taking, I'm gonna put both of you on salary. And I'm like Yo, that is that is sunning a guy. They he tried to sun them. He literally tried to sun them. <laughs> tried, bro. If he sunned he, them, they kicked them off the he, show. <laughs> bro, like to say, like, yeah, when you he come back, them. you lot are going on salary. Like, I'm paying you lot mini, minimum wage. Collect your check at the end of the month. Like, come on. You see, see, see what he did there. He did all the legal stuff to make sure that they can't even come from uh, legally. Mm-hmm. So he he's you know it's like someone that like goes all in on the chips, yeah. knowing well they got the best card on the table. Right, I'm gonna win, and that's what he's doing. He's he's holding all the cards, yeah. and because he's holding all the cards, and that's what makes it even more disrespectful. You are the bigger name, you are more powerful, and instead of humbling yourself and treating this, you know, like a grown like a grown yeah. man, you're, you're being a I like to call it a sore winner, yeah. a sore winner. Like we've heard about sore losers that like you know are annoyed, but you're a sore winner where. You're not humble about it. You're 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 you're, you're audacious right. about it. You're 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 disrespectful of it, and you never see that. Well, you see it with some uh, MMA fighters and boxers. Um, you always see a a, a humble winner yeah. in, in in sometimes in the boxing and the uh and the MMA where you know someone will knock someone out or or they win, and then they show mad love for the uh, opponent yeah. because it was a huge thing for them. But then you see other people where just like I right, caught cool, a one, and they're still talking rubbish even after the press conference. Yeah. That's what Joe Budden is doing. That's he what needs doing. to be careful. He's on top of everyone. He needs to be careful because at yeah. some point he's going to get his comeuppance. That's uh, that's French for comeuppance, and he needs to he needs really? to he needs to chill out. But I think we talked a, a, a long enough about some other guys' podcasts. Let's talk about our podcast again. What are we talking about first? We are talking about Love, Death, and Robots Volume Two. 
Before we go into volume yeah. two, I want to mention to you uh, or mention to everyone that um, this volume is considerably shorter than the yes. first one. And I wanted to speculate about why that is. I think the big reason is probably because of COVID. Um, and so production hasn't been as quick as the previous, or maybe there's other stipulations to it. But this is a considerably shorter volume than the first one. The first one had 18 yes. episodes. This one only has eight. I um, have a, uh, if anyone doesn't know uh, about what Love, Death and Robot is yeah. about, it is an anthology series about uh, surrounding around that title, mm. something about love, something about death, something maybe about robots. Sometimes nothing to do with any yes. of those, but oh, but most of the time surrounded about that and sometimes even fantasy. Yeah. Just it, just and it, it is literally studios. Um, sorry, uh, it's literally about studios showing off. Mm. <laughs> they're, they're just showing, showing off, off some beautiful talent. Their, their talent, beautiful storytelling, oh, and, and talent, and not just visuals. Yeah. Exactly. It's the storytelling, it's the visuals, it's the character, it's the setting, it's the, voice the world work. building. It's the, and they oh, do it in 10 minutes, which is which is crazy. Like some movies, like Justice League, um, don't know how to do that, you know, within four hours. Uh, in four so, hours. <laughs> um, but just to, just to jump in, um, one, one of the big reasons why um, it's a sensibly shorter is produ- production time. So originally with season one, that was in production for a, le- a very long time. It's just that it was never picked up. Um, and across the time okay. it was actually the guy collected the few stories so it wasn't by design uh, to be an anthology thing it was kind of like happenstance that these things kind of got picked together um, because I think originally with season one they were actually made independently of the idea of creating an anthology and across time it was pieced together whereas right. uh, this second volume is like obviously is with the mindset of creating another season so they just didn't have enough time i think from what i remember it's like uh in terms of getting this product out it was definitely a number of years maybe five plus years uh to actually make it out so and definitely you know what season one of love death and robots came out well uh, two years ago i believe so yes you know it's just it's just a time thing but uh yeah, so you've been pretty much given the the premise of it. Uh, essentially, think of of like random stories being told, but with a sci-fi bent, uh, a little a little bit of horror, a little bit of fantasy. Just kind of like imagine a multiverse of stories. None of them are really connected. Although this season, I've actually seen a, something that could be construed as a connection. Specifically, yeah, there's a couple of yeah, those. There's a couple specifically of those, yeah. with episode one. <laughs> Uh, of season two called Automated Customer Service. Do you want me to break this one down, Ken, or do you want to break it down? Nah, go for okay, it. Okay, so this one is basically simple. Uh, it's a near future. Everybody's got, you know, automated machinery and they're living the best lives. It's a bunch of old people in the old people's community. And this woman, it focuses on this uh, this woman doing yoga and her her automated vacuum cleaner goes haywire. So she gets on the phone to customer service and this really obnoxious automated service is not being very helpful while the actual vacuum cleaner almost like as you're watching it is evolving from being a nuisance to eventually being like now i want to kill you and i'm going to do all i can to be like it literally opens up into some sort of like weapon of mass destruction and is I don't know. I don't know what that thing was, but those plates was creating a vibration 
that disintegrated organic matter. So the whole episode focuses on this old lady trying to survive from this vacuum cleaner, a vacuum cleaner, by the way, vacuum cleaner that's trying to kill her and her dog. And by the end of it, uh, they're on the run because they've basically angered the the vacuum cleaner so much that he's released a signal to all other automated machines to hunt them down to the ends of the earth for the rest of their life. It's do, do you know what I realize about that, that yeah. ending because at the end they were like, "All oh, right, oh, if you want to pay for this thing to to get these off your back." And I was like, wow. Yeah. So there was a way out of it. She just chose no. not to go through it because it reminded me about all the companies out there that be like, oh, we cr- we created a problem. Uh-huh. But if you but if you pay for it, we can solve it for yeah. you. <laughs> so, mate, look, look at Apple with the, um, uh, um, what was it? It was the headphones, yeah. right? I remember when this happened, when they got rid of the headphones mm-hmm. track. And then people were like, oh, so what about all my old headphones that I can still use? So, oh, if you pay this amount, you can pay for the dongle. Yeah, the adapter. <laughs> or pay for, 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 and I was like, what? <laughs> you created this problem oh, and now you're nuts. charging me. To it's solve nuts. And you've got other companies out there like <laughs> Samsung and, oh, and Huawei that, yeah, they've done away with the, the headphone jet, but they've given you the adapter for free. And it's like, it's, it's, it's only fair. But do you know what's interesting, Ken? What this actual episode reminded me of uh let's go all the way back to uh, season one with the first uh episode there three robots where it focuses on a world where humanity has been destroyed and these three robots um of like varying utility are kind of exploring what old humanity used to be then by the end of the episode you find out the reason why the humanity is no longer there is that they destroyed themselves through through you know global warming and and waste and just negligence and also they genetically modified cats to have opposable thumbs and once they done that it was the end of the game for them um there's probably no tangible connection between the two episodes but in my my head canon i feel like this is like a precursor to what would have happened yeah yeah it does sound like um with that episode the episode that you talked about or the first episode of the um the last season and a couple of episodes from from uh this season or this mm. volume it's very clear that you know it, it's really just exposing um the biggest one of the biggest flaws of humanity yeah. where we are always striving to either make our lives easier or trying to get one up on you know time yes. or death or or, or, robots, or, or automation or and uh, uh, on all of that yeah. right <laughs> oh man full, full circle, circle. And you know it, it becomes it comes very very apparent uh, in a couple of episodes that are in this volume that humans are just the we, worst. We really are. <laughs> we, we we always start we always start off with good intentions, but because we of these good intentions, we end up doing some messed yes. up things like creating cats with opposable yes. thumbs, like creating robots that will try and you know kill you unless you pay yes. a fee, and um, some other things that happen in this volume, which we're going to get yeah. into in a sec. So next episode is called yeah. Ice. Uh, that focuses on two brothers. They are kind of living um i think i believe it's another planet uh the parents have got a job yeah, there and one of the sons he's kind of neurotic very you know weakly whereas the other son he's actually been genetically modified um to enhance he's stronger he's faster he's better he's and the other brother the older brother feels like less than and his even his parents look down at him um in an attempt 
Well, the whole town looks down right, on him. Right, because he's like... Because <laughs> like, everyone's yeah, modded. Yeah, everybody's modded except for him. He's kind of like... what They call him... Um, what is it? Is it extra? Extra. Extra, which um, I don't know extra. what it translates to, but um, maybe it's the reverse of extra. So everybody's extra and he's extra. I'm assuming extra is the, the nice. antonym of extra. Um, but um, yeah, so the the interesting thing about this is that the older brother overhears kind of this uh, disrespectful talk from his parents about like he just lacks character. It's not about him being muddled. He just he just has no b- a backbone. So he thinks like oh, I'll show them. So he forces his way into a social situation with uh, his brother uh, to basically join him, his brother and his friends in what they call I think it's called the ice run or the 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 ice well run or something like that. I, I forget, but yeah. it's essentially they get on this. Uh, this frozen lake and they wait for these 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 space ice whales that essentially from the from what they understand is that they always knock onto the glass seven times and on the seventh one that's when they burst through then you have to run as fast as possible on the ice to survive and the brilliant thing about this episode is it's, it's got so many levels to it right so you've got the brother that's not enhanced he's kind of getting a hard time from his youngest brother's friends who his younger brother even tries to defend him it's like you know because his brother he cares about him but he recognizes you are limited i'm i'm better than you in so many ways but i don't want to remind you of that because you already feel bad about that um so they go on this run and it all goes to pop uh they're sprinting as fast as possible the enhanced kids are doing very well until you know the extra brother um inadvertently watches his brother get like his ankle caught in the ice and falls over and this some of the best animations i've ever seen so i looked this up right at first i thought do you know when i saw this animation do you know who i thought of gendy tarkovsky Aha! Uh-huh. But, but right, I can see. I can see that. Not I've I've seen this animation yes. style, or, or this this person that created it, uh, uh, with a couple of uh, mini yes. projects. So but yeah, I, I can see why you say Gendy, but it's definitely not definitely not. it's yeah. because it doesn't follow the rules of Gendy. Gendy is all about the moments, the frozen nah. moments. Um, exactly. But then I thought to myself, do you know what else he reminds me of? So he this this artist uh, named by Robert Valley. Uh, he, his art was actually featured in uh, season one with episode of uh, yep. Blue. It was a. Was it was it called something blue? Yeah, I, I know which one you're talking. Yeah, about. Um, let me actually find the name because it's gonna drive me mad if I don't know the name. Um, it is Zima Blue. Absolutely beautiful episode. You need to watch it. The story is amazing. But this guy, uh, this arty, uh, artist, jo- uh, Jonathan Valley, who I've just followed on Instagram, absolutely brilliant. I at first also thought that he was also the artist for the Gorillaz music videos. It's like, it's very simple, very thick, bold, outer lines, exaggerated proportions, but it's like the visual storytelling is just so perfect. And by the time it comes to the end of the episode where the brothers, you know, he's hurt his ankle, the enhanced brothers hurt his ankle to the point where the unenhanced brother has to do some crazy acrobatics to save him and, it, it was a good. It was a it good was move dope. to pick him up from. Grab the floor. him from the leg, roll like, over, like, get him on your shoulder, and run. I was probably like, "Are, are you sure you're not right? enhanced?" Because that was that a was sick a move. sick move. <laughs> and by the time, by the end of it, they managed to survive. He's he's welcome into 
the uh, the modded community. They they respect him, and his brother just immediately just jumps up and starts walking like nothing ever happened. And they share this small moment of a look. They don't say anything, right? It could have been easily like the older brother say like. Wait, are you, fe- are you feeling pity on me? It's like, you pretended that you was... No, they don't say anything. They just exchange the look and they just, they walk together and everything is calm. And I thought it was a beautiful episode. Yeah, I think that ending could have gone one of two mm-hmm. ways. I mean, uh, the, the meaning of it could have been one of two things. Uh, the first one, like you said, maybe um, he may have potentially faked it yeah. a little bit and, and just, uh, just to like help his brother's situation mm-hmm. being accepted a bit more. Um or it could have been, and it's been made very clear that because these people are enhanced, they can walk through the ice without a jacket. They can run. They can like maintain walking through a blizzard, mm-hmm. which they saw the uh, older brother that wasn't yeah. modded kind of stumble in the yes. breeze. Uh, can't be doing crazy acrobatics. Maybe they just have a crazy healing yeah. power uh, 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 factor, so they can just like heal from those type of things relatively easily. Yeah. Um, and you know. And maybe the, <laughs> there's something that I thought I found quite mm-hmm. funny about this episode because you made a point where like, oh, the brother's not, uh, the younger brother's not trying to make his older brother feel like he's not special yeah. or anything like that. But the brother proceeds. Anytime he moves, he's flipping on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Even coming out the house, he's like, oh, let me not walk down the stairs. Let me skydive like uh, <laughs> Assassin's <Right>? Creed. <laughs> Do a couple of flips and then jump off this thing. And like, oh, let me jump onto this big tractor thing that's meant to be tracking people. Yeah, it's a bit like, all right, cool. I don't need to feel different, but, you know, come watch this backflip. <laughs> come watch this uh, backhand. It's so brilliantly animated. I thought, I thought that was quite Let's funny. skip through some of these uh, other episodes. So you've got Pop Squad. Uh, that's basically a near future where humanity, from what I gathered, so they don't really break it down too tough, but the humanity has figured out a way to control the population situation, right? But at the same time, they also created another problem whereby they figured out a cure for death or the aging so everybody's essentially unaging and uh, immortal in a sense where they, t- you know, they take these daily, they're not daily doses, but every so often they get dosed with something that prolongs their youth and their life. The counter to that is that this has created this organization, this police force that goes down to the lower levels of society, kind of like sub, sub uh, sky city. So everybody kind of lives in the sky but there's a sub sky city where these people are kind of run away. They've given up the serum for the aging because I think when you take it, it also sterilizes you. So you can't have kids. So these people are run away from society so they can have kids. They want to have kids, but they're hunted down and their kids are, ta- are basically terminated. And this guy who uh, he's like an enforcer of this, you can see that he is, conflicted and he wants to have kids and by the end of the episode he's tracks down this woman in uh, this small little house with her daughter and he just has a conversation and he's just like why why do you lot do this i don't understand and she breaks down that she's been around for 200 years and she's seen everything and she's bored of life and having this kid has made her see life through the kid's eyes and it makes life a joy again and yeah. She tries to flip it on him while he's kind of distracted. She tries to kill, to grab the gun and kill him. And he stops her and he doesn't kill the child. He walks out, seizes his partner outside and they just exchange bullets. And he takes out his partner and he essentially lets himself die in kind of solidarity to the woman 
with the to the ability because he fully knows that somebody else is going to come to replace him but if they can have that moment to yeah. just just that moment it's enough and he was willing to sacrifice himself of course another beautiful one yeah. and i will add this yeah it's one of the only Same. other one uh, the only one so i just want to add this right um there was something consistent with season one of Love, Death and Bulbos. Every single episode was depressing. There was no good ending. Besides from maybe the farm one in season one, but everything else had that twisted, dark, miserable ending. Um, season two, I think, is a lot more optimistic. I think a lot more of them have a happy ending. Even this one, as dark as it may be, I still take it as a W instead of an L. Yeah, I mean, it, it it gave me so many. Um, it reminded me so much of Blade mm-hmm. Runner, especially with the aesthetic yeah. and 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 the kind of kind of miserable feeling of yes. the world. Um, one thing that I did notice about this uh, about the woman, uh, she went into a toy yeah. shop. She went into a toy yeah. shop to buy a toy for a yeah. little girl. Now, if you're hiding a kid. Yeah. Where's probably the one place you probably shouldn't a go? A toy shop. It's like, I've watched that scene and I thought to myself, <laughs> to like, I was like, wait, what? Hey. I could you... And she was moving hella shady as could well, Could you bro? be any like... more bait? Like, you know they're going to be scoping yeah. out places. Like, and the woman selling this stuff is like, she's like, she's like literally saying like, these people are dumb. I'm getting paid, but like, these people are dumb. Thank God I ain't no. got no kids. There should be someone... Bro, there should be someone just stood outside that, like, just, 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 uh, um, like in a car across mm. the street, just on a stakeout on this yeah. shop, and you would just collect all of yeah. them. You would just, I, it, 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 it was, it was kind of raw. Like, even like, don't worry, I'll deal with these two. And he closed the door, and he popped the kid. Well, obviously, they didn't no, show it, but, but it was he, like, he killed, oh, he killed the kid kinda raw. off screen, and it's like, it, it kind of makes yeah. sense because you know, if everybody's staying alive. That's going to be another issue if people still have kids that the population is going to go up again. So they do, I don't think they... Do you know what country it reminded me of? China. It reminded me of China, yeah, bro. <laughs> you know that whole rule? No, this, no, this is hey. not any criticism on, on China, but obviously we are where... Just an observation. Yeah, that's they, it. That's they just do have rules about, you know, population control, how, you know, who's allowed to have... Oh, no, they... I think they, they, they went back yeah. on it. Like, I think they stopped yeah, that. But they, the, once upon a time, like, you know, family could only have one child. Yeah. Uh one and kid, that led yeah. to problems of like you know, people getting rid of their child because if their first child was a female, they were like, no, 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 I need a male. Like you know, I can't. And you know, you see things like kids like being flushed down the toilet. Like I remember seeing that video of that baby getting fi- found in the uh, the plumbing and had to be cut out. You know, some messed up stuff. But you know, I digress. Uh, Ken, let's talk. Uh, uh, tell me about tall grass. No, no, no. I, I went ahead of myself. No, um, snow in the desert. Uh, snow, snow in the desert. Now, this is one of my favorite mm. ones. Um, snow in the desert. Um, this one is about a uh, a guy called Snow. He's an albino mm-hmm. um, guy. So every bounty hunter in the galaxy uh, wants to take him out. Because Ken, they don't actually want to take him out. Oh, so- they want to take something from him. What do they want to take from him, Ken? <laughs> they want to take, take his nuts. They want to take his sweet nuts. They want to take his bullsack. And because he apparently, as we find out from the bounty hunters, that oh, um, he is essentially mm-hmm. immortal. He's immortal, and apparently, the place where the genetic coding is for uh, to unlock his immortality yes. to therefore be spread around the galaxy or Earth is in yes. his testes. So um, 
the, the, the specification of the bounty wasn't, oh, we want him dead or alive. No, no, no. They just said, free up them yeah. jewels. <laughs> free up them crown jewels. Let's get them jewels so we can try and mass produce immortality. Um, and, you know, this this episode was was beautifully animated. Absolutely awesome. Um, well, just like all these uh, episodes. One thing I really uh, loved about this is that usually when you have super realistic CGI, you hit that, as you know, the uncanny mm. valley. With this, I was trying to shake it. I was like, is it uncanny? I was like, no, it's actually pretty. I could still tell yeah. it's 3D animated and I could still feel it, but it, 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 it was love. It, it was so well uh, put together. I think they got, now, they found a right balance with just enough stylization that you didn't quite hit. Yeah. The times where it did is when the, the lip sync didn't quite match, which I think is a, no, it's no. a general problem when you're not necessarily doing a big blockbuster CG product. You know, these guys, they're, they're very talented. They're doing great work, but they don't have infinite budget and infinite time. So therefore things like, yeah. you know, facial capture can be a bit of a crunch. Um, I, I like to call it the, uh, the final uh, yes. polish. They didn't add yes. polish on it. Still a beautiful car, still beautifully mm -hmm. made. They just ain't put that yeah. polish on it. And because they didn't put that polish, because wait, just like you said, there's, there's mm. constraints and all of that. But I'd rather they tick all the other boxes and not let the polish be uh, uh, the first thing that is sorted yeah. out. Um, so we meet this other character that people think is a bounty hunter, but she's someone that works for the Earth, Earth uh, uh, um, research lab yes. or something. And uh, she wants him to come willingly. She doesn't want to be like the bounty hunters want to mm. come willingly to help people uh, with his genetic codes, potentially save lives, um, you know, maybe, you know, have other people save lives or, or make people's lives like the last mm. episode with Pop Squad. And that's probably the first connection that I had with ep uh, episodes yeah. where I thought, okay, maybe this it's episode like a precursor is to, linked to the to previous one where it's a precursor. Mm. Yeah, so maybe he does go with them and then he gives them what's and then it creates these uh investigators that kill yeah. children. Yeah. Um so it's all his fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh but no, he he meets this lady that um wants him to come willingly. Um she wants to travel with him, so she goes back to mm -hmm. his place and they have a conversation about like what what she wants uh, um and everything. They and have the sex. She <sighs> And they have the sex. And I was I, like when I first watched that scene, I was like, yeah. What? I know we only got 10 minutes but why the hell and then I later realised uh, which we find out later in the film where um, one big boss brings like a uh, motley crew of bounty mm -hmm. hunters or mercenaries to try and kill him and yes. collect him um, that, so after they all got mullered and then the girl that um, had mm -hmm. sex with him um, apparently got yes. killed uh, she rises up like the Terminator and puts a fist through <laughs> the, uh, the main yes. bad guy and then it reveals that she's a cyborg. Uh, she's not a robot. She's, she's a, a cybernetic like organism. She, had an she still has a brain. She still has a exactly. spine. You know, a few biologics. She has a spine. But she's mostly machine at this point. And do you know what I got from that, Ken? Why they, they, they went into bed straight away? Why she didn't want to force... Yes, that's what I was trying to get I onto. I think she felt this yes, kinship I, I, of I immortality and loneliness. Do you know what that reminded me instantly well, of? Uh, robot on Monster Girl from um, Invincible. Yeah, well, less creepy because Rob yeah, less Robot creepy, is, sure. is, 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 he didn't ask for permission. He didn't, he didn't do it. He, he, uh, oh God, there's so many problems with Invincible <laughs> with that, with that part, but I digress. Uh, but you yeah, know, it's a, be a beautiful episode of, you know, the struggles yeah. of, of, you know, having 
this affliction you know because it for him is an affliction because there's people hunting him because of his immortality but also the fact that the last love of his life killed herself because she was aging and he wasn't and yeah. uh, it, it tore her up inside and that's unfortunate but let's move on to tall grass tall grass i can whip this one quickly uh it's follows a man on a train uh the train gets stopped for whatever reason there's like a malfunction on it he gets curious like every stupid character in a horror movie and where the train is is uh in tall grass and he wa- he sees a light within the tall grass he goes towards the light only to reveal that there's these no-face monsters in the tall grass, hundreds of them. Coming out the ground and, from another dimension. And they're just like chasing him and he's running and luckily the conductor jumps off and saves him and he goes back in. And there's a small, this is one of the weaker episodes because it, it was kind of like zero sum. There was no poignant message behind it. Um, well, I would say that the beautiful thing <coughs> about this episode uh, wasn't, yeah, just like I said, it wasn't mm-hmm. a story, but um, I, the minute I saw the style, I knew for a fact if I paused it at yeah. any frame, it would be a beautiful, it would be as if it's right. a painting. The way that they stylized each of the mm-hmm. faces or the backgrounds and the sceneries, it, they, they made it a uh, pastel, yeah. uh, almost like pastel-like. It was a beautiful, beautifully animated episode because of that style where you pause it yeah. anywhere, it looks like a bloody You picture. know what the, the style, it, especially like, like the, the character design reminded me of? Did you ever play the... Spider-Verse? No, well, yes, yes, especially with the framey animation. Yeah. Uh, but no, more spe- mm-hmm. specifically than that, it's actually a video game. It reminded me of Dishonored. Did you ever play Dishonored? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the the thing that I always notice is like they had quite slim heads and an elongated foreheads, just subtly elongated. And it definitely gave me yeah. uh, Dishonored vibes. But that one was kind of, you know, generally weak, but v- beautiful to, to see. The next one, uh, jump into quickly, called All Through the House. And it's the typical story of the night before Christmas. The kids get a bit curious. They want to see Father Christmas. They got milk. They got um, they got cookies out for uh, for Father Christmas, and they sneak downstairs, only to be revealed that this grotesque creature of like hands coming out of their face, no eyes, just teeth, naked and gooey with long elongated. Imagine. Imagine looking like a monster from Pan's Labyrinth. That do you know what it looks like? It literally looks like the monster from Pan's Labyrinth had intercourse yep. with the monster from Stranger Things, the Demogorgon. Stranger Things, and literally that yep. baby yep. also suffered some chromosomal issues and came out like that. Like this thing was absolutely yep. grotesque, and it literally comes to the children, sniffs them to judge whether they've been naughty or nice. He deems them nice. And regurgitates presents, and the presents happen to be the things that they always wanted. It does beg the question, Ken. After he tells them, stay nice, like, and he's got the shrill voice, and he pats them on the head with his facial hands, right. and he tells them to stay nice. It begs the question, Ken, if they weren't nice kids, if they were naughty kids, Ken, I think, you know, how the presents came out, I think it would have been the reverse for them. Oh, bro. <laughs> I don't think they were getting a lump of it was, coal. It was excellent. Like, it was really brilliant. No, no. Well animated. The kids were yeah. perfect. And that monster creeped me out. And if ever you want to find a creative I, way to tell your kids that there's no Father Christmas, you make them watch all through the house. Mate, it, 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 it made me 
it gave me so, had so many questions mm-hmm. after that because i'm like why is this monster so good yeah <laughs> and and so and delivers presents and 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 you know does the whole milking cookies thing so he takes all the santa claus boxes yeah. um why would a monster do, do you know this? what i would do <laughs> where are you this from would be my head cannon, right <laughs> i got two possible stories yeah. one Father Christmas realized that he's too old for this stuff and he actually can't do any more. So he started cloning himself. But over the years, the cloning cloning process um, was imperfect. He was cloning clones off of clones off of clones. He wasn't using fresh DNA. And because of that, the DNA started to get corroded after subsequent cloning. But he found that they were so effective in delivering delivering toys because that's probably the only way he can do all of those houses in such a short period of time he just carried on but tony magic maybe it's not magic maybe it's like genetic cloning technology maybe father christmas is actually victor frankenstein and this was just his culmination of his works (laughs) um you know um the other alternative is um father christmas died a long time ago and the elves were left alone they took his dna and they created that because they just didn't know how the technology worked. Maybe uh, Santa Claus was a bit like Batman in uh, in the uh, DC uh, mm-hmm. EU, where he got a bit uh, tired of being the nice yeah. guy, and then he just lost his morals, and he thought, "No, if you if, if you're nice, you get yeah. these presents. If you're naughty, you get yeah. death." <laughs> like yeah. Batman. Maybe that's it. I don't know. It's crazy. And then it's powder. The so. next episode. Yeah, man. Let's keep it moving. Life Hutch. Uh, this is probably my second favorite episode, mostly because of the technique that they use. Um, basic rundown of the story. It's uh, there's this space battle. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan in space. That's all you need. That's it. We're done. Uh, but it's uh, the space battle goes horribly <laughs> wrong. He crash lands, ends up in this life hutch to try and save himself because he's suffering some injuries. Only that this outpost, something's gone wrong and the automated security system does not recognize him as a friend and it tries to kill him. And it's also manufactured to the point that the only way it can actually detect a threat is through movement. So he has to spend the whole time being very still to the point where he almost messes up and moves and the thing almost crushes him to death. There's even a scene where it's on the prowl to look for him and his hand is out and the machine crunches his hand and it takes everything within his body not to scream out and react in pain, but you can see his fingers just turn into mush. But he uses that to his advantage whereby he... So I think the thing reacts to both light and movement. So he shines a light onto the wall forcing the machine to turn around and smash into the wall. Then he puts the light onto the machine's leg. It being kind of fully malfunctioning and stupid, starts smashing against his leg to take out his own leg. Then he points it at the other one and destroys the other leg. And he systematically just breaks down the machine, kind of capitalizing on his malfunction to take out. But do you know what I think is absolutely amazing, Ken, is the technology that they use for the facial capture. I am convinced Mm. that some of it is basically what they've done is real composite of his head, taking it out and actually everything else is suit and the environment is CG. There's some scenes where his head's CG as well, but I think his head has been comped out and reattached into a CG environment. What do you think? Because there's moments where he's got beads of sweat, which I... 
I can't believe that was actually. They look it, real, it bro. Could not be, it could <laughs> not been real. like rendered. Like it's just literally. I, I paused it and I was like, nah, this looks. It looks mad. crazy. <laughs> it's like they have. It's they crazy. have the sub subsurface scattering. That's a little bit of jargon for any tech heads out there. It's basically yep. how the yep. the yep. skin is ability because skin, uh, most people don't know, but there's a layer of skin that's actually translucent, whereby light actually goes through your skin, then is scattered underneath, and some of it is ref- it dissipates, yes, and some of it is reflected out. Um, perfect example is like if you were to actually shine a light through your ear you can actually see kind of like a glow for it that's that subsurface scattering of light and they got that down they even got the stretching of the pores of his skin which is something that's really hard to do for animators uh, that's why i think they composited yeah. his head out and attached it to a cg environment but it's so brilliantly done and probably his best performance that he's done in years it's like it's, it's hard to believe that something is only like 13 minutes long is Michael B. Jordan's best performance. No disrespect to him, but like... <laughs> well, I, I think what helps with mm. that, um, it, it's a great performance, mainly because um, they didn't require him to right. say much. It, it was pure show emotion. Literally, that's all he had to do in this uh, in these 12 yes. minutes. Show emotion. He had to show fear. He had to show anxiety. Mm-hmm. He had to uh, try not sleep. He had to wake up. He was suffering from PTSD yeah. a little bit. Like he had, had to not show pain when, like, he, a little tear came out of his eye when he was getting mm-hmm. it crushed. Mate, it was it was wonderful. I'm not all that surprised that it came out. Like, it was still surprising when I watched it. But I have to check myself that I shouldn't be surprised that it came out. Yeah. It's beautiful because man, we've been looking at the MCU. I don't know if it's the same company or the same kind of technology, but they've been de-aging people uh, and putting people's faces, even in the Star Wars with um, the guy that passed away and then they used his yes. likeness. Um, even Princess Leia as well. Like, even though it was just there for like 10 seconds, because like, all right, cool, that costs about 20 mm-hmm. million. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to cut away. Uh, but uh, they, they've got this technology out there and it's getting yeah. better. The Uncanny Valley is becoming a thing of the past slowly. slowly. It's still there, but it's slowly. But it, 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 this was a great example of how far they have come with 3D animation and facial uh, and face yeah. capture. The last episode, again, I want you to take this one because I think you're going to do it justice. I, th- I, if I, I could be wrong, but I think this might have been your favorite episode. Am I wrong? You, you are I'm, very I'm wrong. I'm very wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. Because th- this... this, this I, 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 yeah. I did like it. I thought, but uh, it was a bit underwhelming. Um, for finale, yes, but, but the reason why I, li- I thought it would have been your favorite episode is the storytelling of it. I thought like it was very you. They just kind of the observation, but I, 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 I'm wrong. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, you, you, you're wrong because <laughs> I was, I was, I was expecting a crescendo, kind of similar to the ending of uh, Volume One, where it was a shock right. to find out that the. Uh, that this man was actually that little robot at the beginning. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, Zima with, Blue with this, was so good. Uh, uh, it it was yeah. so good. Um, with this one, I, I did mm. enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Uh, and, and you know what? I, I do like it for the same reasons that you said it. Because, uh, well, let me just get into what it was about. Um, a, a huge body washed up on sea. It was, um, it was an atomically correct uh, mm-hmm. human human that washed up on sea but is yes. a giant uh automatically i was thinking Gullivar i was thinking attack on titan okay this guy's good oh no i have to attack titan straight mm-hmm. away as well but because it was just the way it washed up on uh yeah. the beach 
that's how Gulliver travel Gulliver's, uh, yeah, washed up on yeah, the beach as yeah. well. Right. So I was thinking, okay, we're about to see some mm-hmm. crazy stuff, like a body waking up. But then we saw it was just a guy and his observations and how he felt about yeah. the situation of this body being present yeah. in the world. And it was, it was quite beautiful because he was kind of talking about human nature and how, you know, people were a bit mm-hmm. resistant and scared. But then a woman jumped on top of the body to prove that like, oh, there's nothing to be yeah. afraid here. And then the slow, uh, uh, the, the biggest thing that I took from this uh, before before I get into the next part is that we as humans get so uh, um, so scared and so uh, uh, bogged down on something crazy that is happening yeah. around the world but then we automatically the minute that thing is done we just yeah. forget about it you know what I mean and and that was encapsulated in this episode where it's like okay something beyond our reasoning or beyond what we believe is true just yeah. happened and people had that initial shock of like oh my gosh mm-hmm. this is real and then after they you know dismembered uh, uh, the giant and and took the bits that they wanted. They just yeah. forgot about it. They almost created a, their it was own a narrative cool story. that you know some people believe that it wasn't even it was just an, a sea creature that w- washed up. It wasn't you know like that's it. Almost like something retroactively in their mind created the 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 new narrative just to kind of make them feel okay with the because you you see it is you know it's getting chopped bit by bit to the point where it's just a torso at one point i would imagine the human mind like rationalize oh no it's just a beach well that's all it is it's not a severed torso it's just a beach well yeah the, the minute the face was gone it kind of lost it got dehumanized emotion, uh, for, from from people it got yeah. dehumanized that's um, it and and they were pretty in, inhumane with how they treated yes. the body using its bits as gimmicks yeah. around uh, yeah. the town and using uh, his as penis a as an attraction, and they claim that it was a whale's as penis, a not a human penis. That's that's, uh, that's crazy. Makes me wonder where were the helicopters? Where was the news cameramen? Like, because they had cars, yeah. they had technology. Where, where where was everyone coming to study it and try and figure out See, what the hell's going on? Where where was Aaron Yeager in his three D dimensional uh, yeah. uh, gear? Uh, honestly, it's one of <laughs> those know, ones. It waiting. would have been interesting to see that maybe this wasn't the first time it's happened. It's just that it's the first time it's happened in that area. And it was the first time it happened to that guy mm. to observe it and study it. Uh, but uh, the, en- the the ending, the fact that there wasn't this twist, I was expecting a twist, almost like a twist there that related to season one. Because remember in season one where those people uh, bought that fridge to open up and it was like a miniature world in that fridge. I was expecting yeah. a twist like that. And I was happy that there was no twist like that. The the ending was that they, there was no reason for this giant man. They don't know where the giant man came mm. from. Uh, it's just something maybe the twist was maybe the twist was he actually was mm. Gulliver but he didn't survive oh the dark the Gulliver's travels Gulliver's yeah. end maybe he was he just, Gull- yeah. Gulliver's end yeah. boy there yeah. it is uh, but yeah no, overall absolutely brilliant show uh, brilliant in so many ways absolutely gorgeously rendered every episode like regardless of style it's just it's just a testament to all of these studios that involve all of these voice actors because every episode made me care and it's the same thing as season one um i think um it's there needs this is one thing i actually wanted to get into a, a rant about this year like just block me off a little bit of time right um this is the moment why i say hollywood you ain't shit and the reason why i say that is that 
this I, I, do you know what it's funny enough what you got to say was going to be one of the last things yeah. I say but you know I'll let you finish I'll yeah you finish. It's, it's, it's really simple um, Hollywood you ain't shit like this this here is proof that you can do something original they have told and granted yes they didn't stretch it out for a two hour film and maybe when you get, get to do that it's a bit more difficult to do that but it's like eight episodes and each one is a story that I've never seen before I can honestly say that it's like, oh, no, no, that's from that and that's what... No, it was original. It wasn't based off of a book. It wasn't based off of a comic book. It wasn't based off of a um, a, a a video game or or um, action. It was just it was just an original story that was kooky, but maybe you can't market that, right? And that's why they, they're afraid to do things that are interesting like this. Things that don't necessarily come out with a perfect bow at the end and you don't want to invest in. And... It's just a testament that something like this can come out and we can enjoy it and we can appreciate it and we're not worried about does it get a sequel like if they say yeah that's it we're not giving you another season of love death and Birth. i'm satisfied you you lot you have told me a total yeah. of what 26 stories like i'm i'm uh, yeah that's 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 absolutely brilliant like hollywood you ain't shit and well so just to add, well, I'll let, no, I'm I'll done. Let you I'm done. I'm done. Get to my yeah. final thoughts. I'm done. Yeah, I agree. Hollywood ain't shit. Um, but I, I think it's because of these three reasons. In Hollywood, they have mm-hmm. a formula. We both know what this yeah. formula is. Like they will not take a risk on something, especially financially, mm-hmm. with anything, unless they are guaranteed a certain percentage or yeah. a certain hit. So a lot of films just don't uh-huh. get made. Because like some of them could have been the best films, some films that were accidentally good that broke the bank and spawned like uh, two, three yeah. sequels, like um, yeah. Hangover. They didn't think that was gonna yeah. bang, and it did. You know what I mean? Uh, and then you got other things that you know did get given the risk, like mm-hmm. uh, Scott Pilgrim, and it didn't bang. So Hollywood has a formula where like that's why they rely on preconceived ideas that were spin-offs of books or adaptions of books or sequels like or, or comic books because they know that they're that's what people seem to always pay for. They stick to the formula. That's the first thing. And that's why we hate, don't mm-hmm. see a lot of this. The second thing is for me personally, watching almost all of these out of the 26, I think maybe uh, 20 or 19 I, I like they're like pilots they're pilots for shows I want to watch or pilots for films that yeah. I want to watch like they, they, they've inspired me so much feeling like wow I would love to see more yeah. of this and Hollywood don't uh, can't they don't have that you know uh, um, sway or that potential mm-hmm. to do that it's either alright cool you don't know about it now we're advertising for a film that we greenlit right whereas like with TV shows uh, for example like a TV show called Infinity Train it had a pilot Everyone loved it, and then it got uh, four yeah. seasons, which was amazing. It just it just finished yeah. recently, but you know you can't really pilot a film no. in Hollywood. Like you just it, it's the uh, it's the producers and the stakeholders that are like, all right, cool, we think this is a good idea. Let's put our money into it. You know, I wish there was a piloting system like this to drum drum up um, attraction for a potential yeah. film. And the last thing why I think um, uh, Love, Death, and Robots has done so good is the same reason why some of the earlier games were not brilliant because of their gameplay or whatever. They were brilliant because of the amount that you could do with limited storage. Like to the point where people figured out how to make music using that 8-bit yeah. music. People figured out how to make 3D, fake 3D with uh, the original yes. Doom. 
Like Doom, Doom is not no. a 3D game. It's a 2D game, but it's been programmed in a way to make it seem 3D. If you actually try to do 3D during that time when game when that game came out, you'd break mm-hmm. the computer because it wouldn't be able to handle it. They figured a way around it. They had constraints. Mm-hmm. So I think every single studio that made each of these episodes, they had the constraint. All right, cool. Your constraint is it can't be longer than this long. It has to be weird. It has to be this. It has to tick these certain boxes, and you can't do anything else yeah. around that. And then they're like, all right, cool. Let's do it. When you're like a big studio and you have a 250 million budget for a film, where's your constraint? Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> where's your but constraint? Honestly, you know Ken, I, mean? like, I think yeah. if they would, if Zima Blue, right? So I, I, I'm, I'm stuck on Zima Blue, and I'm also stuck on Ice. And I just discovered as well, Ken. Do you, we actually know where that artist came from. It's actually from a show that we actually both really like and was actually disappointed that it ended. Can you think of it, Ken? Uh, what show that was? Can I give you a clue? It's based off a previous property that was kind of loosely based on the idea of virtual reality. I'll give you five seconds. Can't okay. think of it right now. Can't think of it. I can't think of Tron it. Tron Legacy. He did the art for Tron Legacy. Oh yeah, there. Yeah, do you know what you said it, and yeah. I see it now. <laughs> and that show was absolutely brilliant. Oy. I just actually stumbled across it on his Instagram. Uh, Robert Valley, man, absolute, oh, absolute beast of an artist, man. Everything I've seen from his, you know, his social media is 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 genius art. I would love to see a full length uh, movie. Um, I would love to see a full length Zima Blue. We probably don't need it because I think the story for Zima Blue is perfect. But if Robert Valley was to actually yeah, produce a, yeah. a movie, uh, I'd be definitely well, up for it. Out of volume two, which episode would you love to see a TV show adaption? Maybe a 10 episode. Oh, that is difficult. Um, I think... Very. It's very difficult. I've thought about it earlier. It's very difficult. They're it's all it's difficult. I was At first, I thought to myself, uh, Pop Squad, but I feel like Pop Squad is too close to... Um, what's that show that I used to love? Uh, Altered Carbon. Uh, especially in aesthetics, yeah. Um, um, it's uh, no, because I feel like they're all perfect within them. So I, I think the only one I could think of is um, is the snow one, the uh, um, the one with snow, snow in yeah, the desert. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's the Same. that's the one I would love to see as a show or a movie. Uh, very tight, very concise. Just tell your story, get in, get out. And um and yeah. that's it. Um on the run from from, from the good from yeah. the bad guys, like and then you find a kindred spirit that could live as long as you. Like it gave me a bit of Star Wars, um it reminded me a little yeah. bit of Star Wars. You know, you, you know you had that like guy in the shop that was selling him yeah. strawberries. It reminded me of like when Ray went to try and sell parts to uh, get credits or food yeah. or whatever. Like it reminded me of that a little bit, you know, in Jakku. Yeah. And that's on the run, and then the sun killing you, and you're an albino, so the sun is extra, <laughs> extra yeah. painful. Like, yeah, I love the, I love the aesthetic about it, man. I love everything about yeah, it. Yeah, man. No, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, Ken, I want to jump in and say this. So I know we originally originally had plans to also talk about Castlevania, and to also talk about um, Jupiter Legacy. I think we should table that, save that for next week, because I think those two alone are enough to talk about as a in a whole episode um 
because I think we yeah. got we got very in the weeds in terms of like you know our first topic and our second topic. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. all good, man. All good, okay, all good. guys. Uh, thank you for joining us this week on On Deck with Tony and Ken. Uh, we appreciate you sticking around with us. Uh, it's unfortunate that we missed last week because the original plan was to never stop, especially for our first year. We want to be too consistent, but. The con- consolation that we have is that we have given you extra with F- with bonus episodes. It's not good enough, and we strive to actually be more consistent from now on. Uh, but sometimes life gets in the way. But we appreciate you. But if what you can do is catch us on our social media, uh, you know, just hit us up. Don't be afraid. Uh, I am Royal.Majesty on Instagram, uh, on deck po- uh, on podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Ken is I am Mister Ken. And uh, yeah, interact with us. Tell us what you feel that you want us to kind of discuss and we'll make the concerted effort to uh, to bring it onto the show. And uh, Ken, is there anything you want to add? Uh, no, I think you covered it, man. Um, we, we'll tr- we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. do better. <laughs> we'll do better. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll do better. Well, next week, uh, back, back at it. We're going to try and keep up the good. I think we should definitely keep up the same energy that we yeah. had last time and just get more into what you guys can mm. relate to and why you guys love the stuff yes. that we love yes. as well. Um, because once again, it's a community thing. We want to get you lots of opinions about a lot yes. of different things that we tend to love. I think you listen to us because of the yes. crossover between what you like and what we like. So yeah, man, let's keep rolling with the punches. Let's keep right. it going. All right. So that's our episode for this week. Hopefully to catch you all next week and peace. Peace. Adios.